There is a basketball game beyond reality. A game without the hardwood or hoops. A game dominated by stats and numbers. And just the players everybody really, really likes. You're about to enter the Fantasy Zone. This week's edition of Talkin' True Hoops with Robert Schlatter and Nick Maravallos. Thank you for joining us for another episode of the Talking True Hoops podcast. Back with Robert Schlatter and Nick Paravalos. This time we're here to talk some fantasy hoops. Now that the NBA season is finally upon us, games are starting right about now when we're recording this podcast. Kyrie and the Celtics are about to head into Cleveland and play LeBron and the Cavs. Season's upon us. That means, of course, now it is fantasy season. Nick, are you excited? This is the best time of the year. Fantasy seasons. Fantasy season. Is the best season. It is the best season. So, if you guys are big fantasy uh, basketball uh, aficionados, the listeners, uh, we love playing fantasy basketball. It's really fun. Um, it's a little different than you know the big fantasy football and how much they put into that. There's a little more um, stats that go into fantasy basketball, and oh, not really. You know, kind of. Um, yeah, I would say the difference between fantasy football and fantasy basketball is definitely 82 games in comparison to 16. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it's it's on a weekly basis, meaning. The football's on Sunday where you have to really focus in on it while basketball, basketball. is a daily grind. Yeah, you gotta, yeah, exactly. You got to keep up with it. It's kind of like baseball. You got to be very uh, very into exactly. every game every, with the 82 games. Uh, it's a little more spread out than baseball, but you got to keep up with basketball for sure. So uh, we're just going to run through um, some players and some tips and tricks that we have for you um, of our fantasy basketball knowledge. Um, we go through a 12 12 uh, 12-team league, so that's usually the standard. Uh, sometimes we get a 10-team. I mean, if you're going with a 6-team or an 8-team, I mean, I would suspect it's mainly just for fun. Yeah. You know, if you're not really jumping in serious to a 12 or a 12 or 10, if you're feeling real ambitious, you'll go with the 14-team league. But I, I don't, I don't really know. That's a that's a bit aggressive for uh, for you to go with a 14. But 12 is usually the standard. Um, we'll just run through some of our players. Uh, I think this is. A good top 12 for what we have in the first round of who you're looking to get. You can kind of mix and match. We'll talk about the differences, um, but we'll, we'll hop right into the top 12. I'll start with number 12. Um, got Rudy Gobert at 12. Kyrie Irving at number 11 for us. Uh, number 10, John Wall. Number 9, Bron Bron, LeBron James. Number 8, Kawhi Leonard. Number 7, Chef Curry himself. Uh, number 8. Uh, number six, sorry, Anthony Davis. Number five, Kevin Durant. Number four, Cat Carl Anthony Towns. Number three, the Greek freak Giannis Antetokounmpo. That was a pretty good pronounce. Yeah, I would say so. The Antetokounmpo. Antetokounmpo. That was a pretty good, uh, pretty one, good one right there. Uh, number two, we have James Harden, and number one, we got Brody Russell Westbrook. How do you, how do you, how do you like those uh, rankings that we put together here? I mean, I, I would agree with most of them. Uh, definitely. Number 12, I feel like Jokic probably, I would say. Yeah. Instead of Gobert, just because he brings also an, the assist factor. Yeah. If we're talking about from category perspective. Yeah. Uh, Gobert, though, he's probably, I feel like he might get a lot more uh, touches in the offense now without Gordon Hayward being the superstar. Yeah. He's He just looks like a double-double machine right Yeah, there. that's also very that, important. Yeah. Um, and then we have Kyrie. Um, you know, obviously a new, new place in Boston. We think that... Uh, him being now the focal point and probably the the poster child for the Boston Celtics now is gonna kind of thrust him into a bigger role there, and uh, he's probably gonna get a lot of handle um, there. Not 
you know, saying that he wasn't getting as much in Cleveland, but he's going to get a lot more now in Boston, being that their second option is not, you know, they don't have LeBron James on the team. They have Gordon Hayward and Al Horford, not knocking them, but they're not LeBron. Um, so uh, Kyrie is going to get a lot of touches. And I think um, with our next guy, John Wall, that one kind of, they they kind of go against each other. I don't know. I, 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 mean, I would prefer John Wall, but. I mean, Kyrie, Kyrie Irving, um, judging off, I got to see what he does. Um you know, new team, new system, new everything for the guys. So I don't know yeah. really how to how to gauge his fantasy performance right now. So yeah. personally, I I wouldn't draft them at eleven. I would wait a little. If you could, if you could snag him at eighteen, I would say eighteen though. Yeah. That's a little deep though. No, I definitely put him. I definitely put him at eighteen. There's some people below him that I see that could definitely help the team more. But um, if he stays healthy too, Kyrie Irving has a, he has a long history of injury problems. Yeah, I think maybe yes. last year was last year the only year he didn't have an injury. Yeah, last year I believe he stayed. Other than the times that they, uh, that you know, the the resting situation there yeah. with Tyron Lue. Other than that situation, Kyrie was for the most part very healthy during the regular season. So, but he does have an injury history. Uh, we don't know how it's going to go down with him in Boston. Um, but you know, looking at him versus John Wall, I kind of prefer to take John Wall just because he seems to have especially being in Washington and not having to have played with a guy like LeBron and kind of playing second fiddle that is John Wall's team and John Wall I think he's a better defender than Kyrie and he gets a little more steals for you he'll, he'll he has the assist factor he'll get buckets for you especially in transition uh John Wall is a uh, you know he can he can rebound for the most part um, he's a big guy, so uh, or a bigger point guard. So I think John Wall. That I give him the edge in Kyrie, and we kind of haven't. Seen, he's been in the the lead dog situation, and Kyrie really hasn't yet. Um, now that he's in, you know, Boston, we'll have to see how it goes. But that's why I usually, um, or I'm gonna take John Wall ahead of him. You know, John Wall just kind of gives me that vibe that like he's gonna come at you. He's that do- like alpha male. He's gonna mess with you, and like you don't want to play John Wall. Yeah, John Wall. I, I like John Wall. You know, if I can make a bare baseball comparison, he's like a five-tool player. Yeah, he's a five-stack guy. Yeah, in fantasy, he points, re- uh, rebounds from a guard. Yeah, he's decent. Yeah. Assists, assists. I think he might be the um, the league leader in assists this year. Possibly you, was he well, last year? No, last, last year, year was, was James Harden. Oh, James Harden. James Harden. Then Westbrook. Yeah, but John Wall definitely. I feel like he could definitely lead the league in assists. Yeah. Um, you know, he uh, he brings a defensive factor as well. Yeah, exactly. So, um, looking at that, that's where we have John Wall, and of course, number nine. Can't leave out the king, man. Can't leave him out. Uh, no, you can't. Uh, I want to see his rest situation, though. But you can, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But you definitely can't leave out will, LeBron will James. He, will LeBron sit out? You know, how many games? What's what's your over-under for over how many? Over-under on games sitting uh, out? Uh, 10. At least 10. At least for 10. For sure. It's going to be, you know, the same situation. You know, the talking mouths on all the media outlets are going to say, oh, you know, are they resting too much? da 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 it's like okay, they, they get, have enough depth where they could rest yeah, them. Yeah, that and the, well, in terms of fantasy, I mean, LeBron's gonna get you buckets. Oh, he's gonna get you. He's everything. gonna yeah, he's gonna get you everything. Like everything. LeBron for fantasy, if you're like, oh, you know, I don't really want to take LeBron because he's gonna sit out game. Like, stop it. No, stop you, it. Like, take. I would debate taking him ahead of the you know the at least three or four of the guys that we have next that we're gonna talk about. Like LeBron is like still LeBron. Like I'm not a big fan of LeBron. But in terms of, like, you know, his personality and everything and, you know, the whole, you know, Cleveland and Miami, everything that he, you know, um, had going, um, he's he's just one heck of a ball player. He can really play. Yeah, I love LeBron, but that leads us into the next guy, Kawhi Leonard, which yeah. I feel like he does whatever. He could do whatever. He plays a lot like he LeBron. Plays a lot like LeBron. 
The only difference is um, his assist numbers definitely need to increase this year. Yeah. I feel like if he wants to take the next jump in fantasy. Um, Scoring-wise, he's very good. Obviously, his um, three-point percentage and field goal percentage keeps going up every year. Yeah. So that's very keeps important. Keeps improving. Yeah. And he's, he, defensively, he gets you blocks and steals from uh, small forward positions, which is very helpful. Yeah. Um, yeah, Kawhi is kind of just like a mold of LeBron in a younger younger body, I think. Um, better shooter. You know, better shooter, too. Um, you know, looking, is he LeBron James from when he was in Cleveland and the prime in, you know, uh, Miami? No, but he's pretty damn close, I'd say, you know, in terms of his play style. And as a fantasy guy, he gets you blocks at that. You can put him Small at the m- most most um, most leagues or most outlets usually have you know where you either whether you're doing ESPN or Yahoo or um, CBS or whatever DraftKings if you're doing that um, they usually have him at small forward or power forward now that Pop is kind of moving him down um, but he used to be like at the shooting guard position so as a small forward power forward you can't go wrong with taking Kawhi Mm-mm. so um, after or bef- next to next to Kawhi at seven we have uh, Steph. Curry, Chef Curry, um, he's kind of like now. If I were to take in the rest factor, I mean, I would probably say you can kind of associate it with the Warriors a little more than the Cavs, because I mean, Steph's the man. Like Steph's really good. Don't get me wrong, but I don't know. He's not going to have the kind of production that LeBron would have for the Cavs. And if like you know, when he sits out and he comes back, I think he's going to put a little more towards Steph. And that's why I said you know I would debate even moving LeBron up further ahead of Steph like if you have no problem taking um LeBron at seven instead of Steph there is you know there's no issue with that I think you can definitely for sure do that um but it's just that Steph um gives you a little more three-point production it depends on how your league is set up if you're putting more towards threes then I would for sure take Steph Curry yeah, definitely. Steph Curry is a shooter, straight yeah. down. Assists. That's what he does. Steals. He's very, um, you know, even yeah, though people he, knock his knock his defense, he's a good defender. Yeah, he gets his he steals. He is a good defender. He gets his two steals a game, I yeah. think. Um, yeah, so Steph, he's, you know, he's Steph Curry. He's going to get yeah, his He's, he's going to get his threes. He's the chef. You know, he's going to get his threes. He's going to get his assists, and he'll get you steals. And he'll do it in a large amount, you know, knowing that they're, <laughs> they're the Golden State Warriors and they're the best team in the NBA. So you're bound to get some production from Steph at seven. And then we have next, I think is the most, I'd say is the most interesting, interesting, um, yeah, you know, whether or not you would go with this. And if he's healthy, you take him because the brow Anthony Davis at, um, at six, he's just unbelievable. He gets your rebounds. He can pass the ball. He's learning now how, or he's developing an outside shot a little more. And, you know, he gets you blocks and rebounds. And he's just – if he's healthy, if you're willing to take the risk and say, you know what, he's going to be a productive player this year and he's going to stay on the court, then why wouldn't you take him? Yeah, I think Anthony Davis um, at six is perfect, perfect uh spot for him yeah. because he's got a lot of upside. He could definitely jump into the top three in fantasy mm-hmm. um, production overall because he definitely brings the big man, could score down low, could also shoot the ball now threes. Um, defensively, blocks, steals. He does everything for you from the power forward center position in fantasy. So I think that would definitely be, be helpful as a position to draft. But yeah. the big question mark, as Rob put, is is um, if he's healthy. Health is definitely a key for, for every every player, but Anthony Davis especially. Yeah. So, um, um, you know, AD, I, if you're willing to take the risk and, uh, you know, if you want to take the safe bet, you could go with, like, a guy like LeBron and just take him there. 
um, or Kawhi and take him early if you have question marks around, you know, Anthony Davis and his health. But if if it works out and he stays healthy, man, you're getting some pretty good production there out of the six um, at your six pick or wherever you pick Anthony Davis. So um, number five, move on to we got uh, Kevin Durant. Kevin, Kevin Durant, Durant, you know. He's gonna get his buckets in Golden yeah. State, regardless. KD. I think he might. He, I think he's the center point of the offense out there yeah. instead of Steph Curry now. Yeah, he proved I'd say. it. He definitely proved it in the po- in the postseason, not postseason, the playoffs last Playoff. year. Yeah, yeah, so, postseason. You're good. Yeah, but I feel like postseason's more of a baseball. I don't know if I. Well, it, I mean, the fact that you know we talk about NBA postseason, it's not really a postseason until we get to the championship round. Then we kind of go, you know. yeah. But, but you know, when you get playoffs, your, yeah, playoffs. We'll say it's the playoffs. You know, yeah, baseball associates with postseason. But I get what you're saying. Yeah, move ba- on. Yeah, but back to Durant. Yeah. Hopefully, hopefully his rebounding numbers goes up this year. Yeah, I feel like that's definitely where we want to see him. If he could go up to around, I mean, I'm not sure what he averaged last year, but if he could go bounce to like. Eight rebounds, nine rebounds a game, that would be huge. Yeah. And uh, assists, definitely I would like to see him around five to six assists. Yeah. Um, I'm just looking at here, little Kevin Durant stat sheet. Um, All right, so, yeah, I'll continue talking about yeah. Durant, Yeah, Rob. just continue talking while I so, get that. So the guy, you know, he's he's been, had a lot of off-season controversy with his Twitter game, but... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, but really. I think he uh, I would go ghost run, dude. I thought that that was ridiculous when he was, you know, making fake accounts to defend. I like himself. it. Like, I like it. That, yeah, but it still shows you. I mean, he won a championship, but man, still he's got an edge. He's got so, an edge, and that's what you want from a fantasy player. Yeah. You so want total rebounds last year, he was actually at eight point three rebounds oh, okay. a game, so and nine four point eight assists a game. So he's kind. He had a really really good year. If he didn't get hurt at the tail end of the year where he had that injury against Washington. Um, he could have po- quite possibly been uh, maybe second or at least in the top top three of that MVP conversation. But you know, the Mister Triple Double Russell Westbrook, um, you know, took that. But Kevin Durant is a you know solid pick. You gotta hope that he stays healthy as well. Um, he's a guy with injury uh, problems in the past, but if he's healthy, just like Anthony, D- we talked about with Anthony Davis, if he's healthy, man. You got yourself a good-looking squad having your your lead dog being uh, Kevin Durant. Um, so moving on to number four, the guy I think that will um, really be a huge, big jump in um, fantasy guy, you know, being not only, you know, in fantasy numbers and his numbers in general, but, you know, making a leap with the team is uh, Carl Anthony De- uh, Carl. Ugh. Carl Anthony Towns, cat. I think he's going to have a huge year. He gets your rebounds. Um, I'd like to see a little bit more passing from him. He gets you points. Uh, he gets you blocks. Um, he's just an overall great player. Now he's got more play, more uh, talent around him. And I think it's all going to come together for Cat, and he's going to be a top uh, four, you know, debatable that you could take him ahead of some of the guys we have, like uh, like a Westbrook or a Harden. Um, because he puts up numbers and he doesn't have he does have Jimmy Butler and Andrew Wiggins, but um, he's probably the most talented player on that team and he may make the most impact. Yeah, for yeah, them. yeah. He's probably going to be their uh, first option probably yeah. on offense. Oh, I'd is, say so. Yeah, which is definitely good. He's he's a big man that can work down low and also take it outside. Yeah, but that's what that's what I like from uh, from center position if I'm going to draft. That. Yeah, and it's very thin at the th- uh, center position after like the top maybe top. Uh, Two, three, four rounds, and then it's kind. Of, it gets thin, and then you got to kind of scramble to get your guys. So, taking Carl Anthony Towns at uh, at four is not a bad choice. Definitely, uh, I like Towns. Um, 
rebounding wise he's very strong also yeah. from the young kid 21 years old yeah so no 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 health uh, concerns as of right now as well yeah so that's what you like i personally you, i draft towns at four yeah it hopefully you know usually big guys have foot problems or anything like that so hopefully he stays healthy but if he you know if he is that's a a really good pick for wherever you take him. Um, moving on to number three. I threw Giannis Adetokounmpo. Giannis Adetokounmpo. Giannis Adetokounmpo is uh, the Greek freak. And yeah. honestly, maybe he'll answer the Kobe challenge or become an MVP. Yeah, I mean. If he can't do it in the league, I, he might honest, be fantasy MVP. Honestly, he's my prediction for the MVP. I think fantasy-wise, fellas, who, ladies, if you're listening, you got to take Giannis Attentacumpo, I think, at the first pick because he's going to have a Russell Westbrook year from last year where it's all thrown on his shoulders. Like, they have good talent around him, but he's going to have it all thrown on his shoulders. It's going to be him. He's he's going to be the lead dog. He's going to be the guy that gets the ball in crunch time. You know. Um, yeah, so I think Giannis, he's definitely going to be uh, every statistical category he's going to lead the Bucks on. Yeah. And uh, – Definitely continue his improvement. His shooting will definitely increase. Yeah. And uh, steals and uh, blocks will probably increase as well. Yeah. Um, and then we have uh, our top two. We have James Harden and Russell Westbrook. You can kind of pick and shoot, you know, if you want to take, um, you know, Harden there just because he has CP3 and you don't want to rely on, you know, Westbrook only. You know, Westbrook has two other options there with uh, Melo and Paul George. But, you know, you can kind of choose. I would prefer taking Giannis in my first pick. But, you know, uh, those guys are – in the prime of their career is going to be guys that get you buckets, so they're kind of Yeah, I think James Harden will definitely take a step backwards with assists. Yeah. With having Chris Paul there, another primary ball handler. Russell Westbrook, though, he'll, you know, he'll also decrease in statistical categories. That's why I think Giannis will um, – he's the man to go at number yeah. one and definitely don't look back on it drafting him. But regardless, Harden and Westbrook, definitely solid top three picks. Can't go wrong. Yeah. Um, so now if you're looking outside of our top 12 and you kind of don't want to take a guy like Kyrie Irving or Rudy Gobert, or for some reason you don't want to take a John Wall or a LeBron James, and you want to look outside of the bubble, um, you can look at a guy like Nikola Jokic, who a lot of people are high on this year because of his passing ability, rebounding ability. Um, just seems like he's going to be a triple-double machine. Um, you got Chris Paul, of course, the elder statesman who's been around for a while. Yep. Um, you know, he has injury uh, history. We don't know how that's going to work out. We got Boogie Cousins. Will he continue to be a good player even though he is paired with the other big man in New Orleans being Anthony Davis? And we got, uh, you know, if you want to take a Jimmy Butler or Damian Lillard, that's, I think, a little bit of a stretch because you can get them on a back-to-back pick possibly. Um, but those are guys that kind of, if you want to mix and match and put them in, and if you don't want to get like Kyrie there or you don't really trust going with a Gobert, those are some guys that you can go with. Yeah, I definitely think that um, Jokic is definitely a great player to draft um, over Gobert or Kyrie Irving. But um, another person I'd like to throw out there would probably be um, Miles Turner. I think he's bound to have a great year. Top 10, though? Not top 10. We're saying, like, top, you know, from 12 to 20, right? Yeah. Right here. yeah. 11 to 20, I think Miles Turner will definitely have a great year. Yeah. He is their guy in Indiana. And they need somebody to score, and he's going to do it. Well, I also, don't know. They got Oladipo there, too, so he's going to Yeah, get but Oladipo gets his, like, 15 points a game. Miles Turner, I have a feeling he might average 21 and 10 this year. Yeah. Um, so, to lead, yeah. another person I'd look at, um, you know, he's had health 
concerns. Blake Griffin, though, he is. Uh, I like Blake. Uh, I like Blake, man. Stop it. Come on. Stop it. Come on. No, Why no, not? No, Why no, not? No. Blake Griffin, he gets injured almost every year. Okay. At the midway point or even before, he he gets rebounds and he gets points. Yes. He is the number one option there, but I just don't like like Blake Griffin. He's like, eh, no, I don't want to touch him like nah like like if i'm like if he falls to me and like that's like the bet he's the best available like sure but like blake griffin like i don't really nah like he his just injury history and the way he like has gone about and like the dysfunction kind of you know when it gets late in the season for the clip like those the clippers almost every year they start off fantastic so if you're looking for a guy that you know gets you buckets for the first quarter of the season that'll have your fantasy team feeling good for the first quarter of the season, you're like, wow, we got some pretty good, you know, I got something good going and then just fall off. Yeah, for go go for Blake Griffin, but I don't know. Um, but those are kind of on the bubble guys, um, you know, of entering into the top 12. I'm not sure about Blake Griffin and Miles Turner. Hey, hey, but hey, don't, don't doubt them. Those are my guys right there, all right? All right, if you guys think that Nick is correct, then I don't know. You can go with that, but I don't know about how, how I feel. But um, we got some in-general sleepers that you can kind of look through the draft um, these are guys that are kind of like overlooked, possibly. Um, some are some are kind of um, just have new new um, new these, places that they are. These um, are the guys that make or break a team exactly. To win. Because um, if you draft one of these guys, there's a chance that they go off exactly, and no one expects it. Could be an all star. Could be a top. Could be a top uh, player in the league. Top scorer. Whatever you have. Um, so we got guys like Avery Bradley who moved to uh, Detroit. Real good. Real good defender. Brought his offense up a little more in the couple past couple years. He's a guy that you can pick there that uh, you know is a pretty highly you know is a top fifty, top sixty kind of guy. But you can still kind of um, snag him, and he may uh, I I think for sure he's going to play a bigger role with Detroit. Um, you got D'Angelo Russell, who's my pick for being a rookie of the year or not rookie of the year, all star <laughs> rookie of the year. Yeah. Um, so Russell, Russell, he's uh, he's projected in uh, according to ESPN seventy first ranked. Um, so that would definitely that's, be huge because I feel oh, it, that's garbage. That's garbage. Yeah, stop it. He's a lot better don't, than don't get people me started above him. On those. Oh, God. He could easily average twenty. Yeah. I, so he is. He's the number one guy there. So like, I don't know why you wouldn't. I, I don't know. It's that's just, why he's a sleeper. Yeah, D'Angelo is a guy that you want. That if you have him, like if you if it starts to get around there, that you target see, him. Yeah, target. Just target him. Um, then we got guys like Alan Crabb, who's going to play a bigger role from your Brooklyn Nets. Um, yeah, Alan Crabb, he's, he's – I don't know what to think of him right now. Yeah. I would say – I don't know if we'd consider Jeremy Lin. Jeremy yeah. Lin, I think he's a bigger sleeper. Yeah. Because he, he – when he was healthy last year, I'm going to repeat from last thing, the Nets are a different team. He helps the team out, and he'll get he'll get his assists and his points. Yeah. Um, yeah, so Alan Crabb is one of our sleepers. We got Marcus Smart. Uh, Billy Hernan Gomez, uh, Thaddeus Young, Kent Bazemore, who Kent Bazemore and Dennis Schroeder, who I believe with that Atlanta Atlanta Hawks team, Schroeder's going to be your assist guy, going to get you buckets. Kent Bazemore, he had a down year last year, but look to pick him up if you see him. He is going to be a huge asset to your team at the shooting guard position. He may be a guy that gets traded at the halfway point because he's doing so good, and he could be a a pot in that Eastern Conference. He's a guy that can kind of fall into your. Um, Eastern Conference All Star. I think I think he's a guy that is really going to have a good year this year. Yeah, uh, Schroeder and Bazemore definitely because they're the options now in Atlanta. Thaddeus Young, Thaddeus Young, he's still in Indiana. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm not sure because I feel like T.J. Leaf 
might get to start over him eventually yeah. and take his I production. Yeah. Uh, Marcus Smart. Marcus Smart. I had, honestly, I have no idea what's up with that guy. Has he been working on his threes? He lost like 20 pounds. He's like pretty, he's pretty ripped. Like, yeah, but he's he got... knocking down threes yet? Yeah. All right. yeah, he does. He knocks yeah, he might be asleep, but Bradley got traded. So Boston Celtics be... fans out there, you should get on Nick for this and Marcus Smart. Yeah, you heard it. I, <laughs> come at me. I don't like Smart. Um, <laughs> Hernan, I, I Gomez, say... Hernan Gomez is going to be a stud this year. I, I really think, like, people are like, oh, is Kyle O'Quinn going to start? Is uh, Joe Kim Noah, which is absolute insanity that they would even discuss Joe Kim Noah being a starting center for a basketball team. It's it, it it's it's I don't even I don't hey, even hey, know why they're talking Rob, about this that. is fantasy. Yeah, but we're talking fantasy. Yeah, but, we ain't talking. Yeah, but Bill. Okay, well teams, we'll get away right? from that. But Billy Hernan Gomez, I think, is going to be a huge. He he started um at the end of last year, really being a good option at the center position. So I think he's a guy that can be a real big. Sleeper. Yeah, another name I'd like to throw out there is uh, Jermichael Green from Memphis. Oh yeah, he had a good year last year. Well, That's yeah, but year. now they don't have Zach Randolph. Yeah, so he's going to be getting that production at the power forward position on top of what he had from last year. Yeah, he's got a nice. I think does he have a nice little mid range? Yeah, he does. Yeah, so I think he's definitely going to complement Marcus all well. He's going to help out the team. He could help out your fantasy team if yeah. you draft him. He's 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 the guy to look at. Uh, also, Jabari Parker, if he comes back healthy, he's the move. Yeah, Jabari is a very good um, option when he is healthy. When he's healthy, he's twenty points. Yeah, um, and. The, Let's uh let's move on from yeah, our sleepers. That's what I was about to say. Let's yeah, go. Let's go. Let's let's keep it moving here. Um stay away. I'm gonna you know, a lot of people are high on Joel Embiid, but this man gets injured. He only played like thirty games last year. Stay away from Joel Embiid. Um if you're willing to think that your team is as good, like if you're willing to think that, you know, you're a good drafter and you make smart decisions, then you can go with Isaiah Thomas. Um he won't be back till January because of the hip issue. Um, but when this guy's health, we don't know how he's going to come off the injury. So that's kind of where I'm like, if Isaiah, like if, if, if we don't Isaiah, know how he's going to do too in Cleveland. Yeah. But question like, mark. Uh, Isaiah Thomas gets buckets, bro. Like, come on now. Like, yeah, but Isaiah you, Thomas is nice. You got to watch. You still got, you got to monitor it. I would stay away from him and Embiid. Embiid, definitely stay away from him. Even though with that, with, even with, regardless of the injury, yeah. the injuries, they got more options now in yeah. Philly. So I, they're yeah. Not, they, well, you know. he, he's the number. Well, I think he is the number one guy. Being, he's he's gonna get you low post. Um, I think he's a double double machine at his size. I think he's gonna do fine for you there. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, it's just the injury thing with him. The injury bug is just kind of unfortunate because I really think he, if if he wasn't injured as much as he was and he played as he he he's a top like big man in the league. Like, I think he would be the number one big man in the league. I think he's that skilled. Um, but moving on, we have a uh, stay away from Reggie Jackson. It's just a ugly situation. People think he's gonna have a bounce back year. I really don't think so. Reggie Jackson, no, like he um he lost his job. Like Ish Smith is a good ball player. Like don't get me wrong, but like he lost his job to Ish Smith. Like come on, Reggie. Like you're starting. Like Reggie got traded to Detroit. He was supposed to be the number one point guard. Like this guy was like you know Reggie. You were supposed to step up, be the guy, and he just. I like, crapped the bed last year. Yeah, I mean, I like Reggie from where where he's positioned to yeah. go late in the pick. If you could take true. a risk on it, because because you're looking for high upside guys where he's projected, and yeah. he's got it if he brings it back. But definitely, if you draft night good guards and this and that, stay away from Reggie yeah. Jackson would be my suggestion. And the next guy we got is uh, Christoph Porzingis. You know, he's got a, he's got big shoes to fill. Big shoes to fill. Um, whether or not he will do that, I say no, he won't be able to do that, and they're going to need a. A lot more draft picks to make that team better. Um, but KP gets injured. Uh, he already 
was having problems with his back in the in the preseason. He's already sitting out games, so if that's not a, if you're a huge Porzingis fan and you love his highlights and stuff, then like go ahead and take him. But in terms of fantasy, you're gonna probably get at most. My prediction is to get at most forty-five to fifty games out of him this year. Yeah, I would agree. He's gonna Stay have away a, from him. Yeah, he's gonna have an injury problem. Like he'll get you double. He's gonna be the main focal point on the Knicks, but I just stay away from him because like a lot of drafts, Yahoo has him as a top twenty-five. ESPN, I believe, has him as a top thirty at least. Um, <laughs> I mean, if you want to take him, go ahead, but it's at your own risk because he gets injured. Um, he, you know. Whether or not you're debating his game, he'll probably average around 18, being that that team is garbage, um, and he's the main guy. But I would just stay away from him. KP is just uh, it's just got a scary situation with his injury and being a big man that he is. And next on the list, we got Kyle Lowry. Stay Kyle Lowry. away from that man. Kyle stay Lowry. away from that man. Kyle Lowry. Stay Kyle away Lowry. from him. Uh, he's an injury-prone kind of guy. He gets injured a lot, usually towards the end of the year. Um, so you'll probably miss him for like. I just a don't like Toronto. 20, 30, 20, 30, yeah. Well, Brooklyn's not. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I don't like the. I don't like what they're doing up there. I feel like they're taking a step backwards when they need to take a step forward. And Kyle Lowry, who's the backup point guard there? They lost Corey Joseph, and they need definitely a lot of help. Yeah, and he's going to be playing a lot of minutes early on in the season. Yeah, and it's not going to help him towards the end of the year when you really need him. So that's why I stay away from him. Another person I'd stay away from would be Andrew Wiggins. Um, him, I, yeah. Yeah, he could take a step back knowing now that Jimmy Butler Jimmy is there. Jimmy Butler and Carl Anthony Towns. But he's still going to be a guy that can get you assist numbers and, or not assist numbers, sorry, steals. Points. Points. He'll have his outbursts. But I, I had him on my team last year. He was very shaky. So Yeah, that's um, why I would definitely stay away now from him. And now that Butler's there, it's kind of a weird situation. Um, and then our last stay away is Tristan Thompson. And this is basically, he'll get your rebounds. He's always been kind of an average fantasy player even when he was starting, but now he's coming off the bench now that they're having Kevin Love at um, center, and they he lost his uh, starting position to uh, Jay Crowder, who I scooped because Jay Crowder is going to get buckets this year for I Cleveland. I like Jay Crowder in Jay the Crowder, corner, man. Yeah, Jay Crowder is going to get buckets this year, so stay away from Tristan Thompson just yeah, knowing definitely. that he's coming off the bench. There may be an injury situation with uh, Kevin Love, so you could scoop him or try and make a – make a, a trade for Tristan Thompson, but until you see that, you know, love went down or they're making a change within the uh, starting lineup, I would stay away from Tristan Thompson. Um, so then we're just going to move on here to our just uh, some can't, you know, we, we have our regular season awards. You have your MVP, your rookie of the year, and your defensive player of the year. So we're going to go out and give you some fantasy predictions for who we think those will those categories will be for our MVP candidates we got for fantasy we got Giannis Atentacumpo, Carl Anthony Towns James Harden and Russell Westbrook my prediction Giannis Atentacumpo. um I would I want I want to counter what you said I'm I think Giannis is definitely gonna win it I think but I'm just gonna counter so we can debate I'm gonna go with Carl Anthony Towns all right how he's taking the step forward He's going to get a lot more assists, I feel like, kicking it out when the double comes to Jimmy Butler and Andrew Wiggins. Give me Carl Anthony Towns. No shot. No I'm shot. I'm calling it. Carl Anthony Towns is a very good player. He's going to be a top five kind of production. But Giannis Atentacumpo, dude got ripped this summer again. He's going to be getting assists now. He's extending his range out to the three-point line. He's going to start hitting threes, his his outside shot. Once that man out his his outs once his outside shot develops he will be the best player in the league mark my words 
Mark my words. You heard it right here on the record. On the record. True talking true hoops podcast. Hey. Giannis will be the best player in the NBA. I agree. I agree. Well well you just said well you just said Carl I mean listen, I said I'm the counter so we can have a little argument going over here. But exactly. So I just shut him down on that one. He, he listen. Come on, you he, know I'm Greek. I got the Greek freak, my favorite player in the NBA. Exactly. You but you couldn't debate that. I mean it's just a fact. If you guys have you know, if you guys think otherwise, you can lay down in the comments or send us any messages. But I mean, I think Giannis Antetokounmpo is a lock-in for fantasy MVP. Um, then we got our rookie of the years. Um, we got Lonzo Ball, Dennis Smith Jr., Josh Jackson. Do you know how to say this guy's name? I literally cannot. Say Milos Tedovic. Ooh, very nice. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, then we got Malik Monk. Um, I'm gonna go with Lonzo Ball. I disagree. Ooh. Let's I hear disagree. This. I disagree, man. Why? Lonzo Ball, he's going to get you production, but there are also a lot of other players that are going to Brand- get. Who, Brandon Ingram? Brandon Ingram, Jordan Clarkson. Julius Randle. Julius Randle, yeah. Brooke Lopez, Contavious Conwell-Pope. There's a lot more people in Los Angeles than there is in Dallas, where I would say Dennis Smith Jr., Okay, I can could be the that. man. I can, I, I honestly can respect that. Dennis Smith Jr. is going to get buckets. I can't believe the Knicks passed on him. Th- this guy is just—he's a freak. He's a highlight film. Another waiting another, to happen. He's basically, he's basically Derrick Rose with a better jump shot. Yeah, I would look at, I would look from, at from when, even now, but when when Derrick Rose came out of the league, he's basically Derrick Rose with a better jump shot. I look at John Collins in Atlanta as well. He might be a deep sleeper yeah. and fantasy rookie of the year, as we'd like to say. Yeah. But um, Tedovich, you definitely want to add him because yeah, it depends a, if he's starting. Who's starting, Beverly or him? Uh, well, they're going to start with – they ha- they put him in the starting role for a couple games in the preseason, but I think he will eventually be – if he eventually is starting, I think he – can be a really good um, fantasy guy because you got DeAndre there who's missing a guy to throw him lobs. Oh, look, here's a uh, Tedovich. Te- he Tedo could pass sick. the ball. Tedovich. 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 Vich. Vich. So he's going to be the guy that kind of distributes the ball and everything um, for there. So I'd take Lonzo just because he's Lonzo Ball already and, you know, he's already got that name recognition. So I, I don't know. I'm just kind of. We're going to call Tedovich MT. He's MT from a- now on. MT. All right? Milos from Tedovich, now on. MT. Mi- so I'm just rolling with Alonzo to begin um, to start off. Um, but we'll go lastly to uh, Defensive Player of the Year. We got Giannis, Rudy Gobert, and Kawhi Leonard. I think this is kind of a shoe-in. It's kind of a lock. Rudy Gobert, dude. Yeah, Rudy Gobert, he's good. From the big man perspective, defensively, he's the man. Um, Draymond Green. He's somebody to look at, I yeah. think, in Draymond, fantasy numbers for defensive. Yeah, but I feel like he's more of a I feel like he's more of a guy that doesn't really show in the fantasy stats because he doesn't he does get his steals and his blocks, but I don't know. I feel like he's more of an on ball low post defender that'll kinda sneak in his steal work as Gobert is just like, Oh, give me that ball, like two blocks a game, there you go. Like yeah. Draymond Draymond, like don't get me wrong, he won defensive player of the year, he's a great defender, but I don't really think the stats are gonna show as much for a fantasy as much as you see in Rudy Gobert. I also like Orianis. Uh, I also like John Wall. John, John Wall, Wall, he gets his steals, he, he and then that leads steals. to his offense. Exactly. That's why. That's why. I mean, John Wall could be a top five guy this year. You I, never I really know. Do. I, John Wall is just. I'm really high on John Wall. I mean, I took him. Per, I took him at my pick at eleven. At eleven. At eleven. So, um, where did I go? I, I had the number two. I went uh, 
Russell Westbrook. Russell Westbrook. You can't go wrong with Brody either. Exactly. So um, that's what we have for our Defensive Player of the Year. Um, that's where we'll end it here for this podcast. If you guys have any questions or, you know, you want to put on your, your – put your input – have your input for uh, your fantasy, if you have any questions or anything – Go ahead in the comments and say anything you'd like. Um, we're excited for fantasy season to start. Uh, we're excited for basketball. I just have uh, one final thought. One final thought. One final thought final from thought. Nick Paravalos over here. Okay. The season is long. There yeah. are a lot of weeks. Yeah. If you lose your first three games, don't be that guy in the league. Don't be that girl in the league that is crying, oh, man, I'm 0-3. This is the end of the world. The season's over. Yeah. No. Long Go season. to the waiver wire, pick yourself up somebody good, Yeah. and get your team back around, all yeah. right? Make some moves, all right? The season is long, and I do not want to hear anybody cry about losing three in a row because you could easily bounce yeah, back. Yeah, exactly. That's my final thought on Especially, fantasy basketball. Yeah. Fantasy's the best season, so... Let's get it going. Let's get it going. So thank you guys for listening to the podcast. If you guys have any questions, comments, or anything, definitely put have your input. Follow us on our uh, Twitter. Fo- uh, definitely subscribe to the channel. Uh, like the podcast on uh, SoundCloud. So thank you very much for listening to the Talking True Hoops podcast. Signing off, Robert Schlatter and Nick Paravalos. Yep, thank you very much for listening. Be sure to join Rob and Nick for the next Talking True Hoops podcast.